Oh, what is going on? It is Wednesday, but it's really like a Friday. This is what you call limping in. Yeah, this You're is like limping in. Yeah. This is also, and hopefully for our listeners, it's like a Friday too. Yeah, yeah. Heavy vacation season. You're going on family trips. You're taking time off from work. Tomorrow's July 4th. You got the barbecues going. It actually is. Do you think many people have to go to an office job on Friday? After the July 4th? I I hope not. Like for their sake. Correct. Correct. (laughs) Best way to put it. I hope not. I hope not either. Many people are going to have to do it, but like, I hope not. I I have an issue with that both with school and work when that holiday falls on a Thursday and then you're asking people to go back to work on that Friday. Don't do it. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Just shut it down, bro. Exactly. Just shut it down. Shut, shut it, it down. down. Keep it moving. Everything else you want to go with, you know I mean? with there. Uh, for anybody that's listening and want to know our schedule, we're both off for about 10 days. We'll be back July 16th, uh, back in full swing, probably in sync with the NFL. So we'll get all our NFL previews out of the way. College football media days are taking place that week, but you and I both off, uh, for about 10 days. So if anybody's wondering where we are, that's where we will be. Uh, we got a huge show to get to. I am a little bit exhausted of the NBA free agency talk. You should be. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I think some of our listeners are. Yesterday we said, hey, you know, let us know what you want to hear. Do you like when we go off the rails? And a couple comments that I got were enough NBA free agency. Just can we get through it? And I was right. like, hey, it is NBA free agency season. We're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard. So we'll still talk about it a little bit. We have some stuff we want to jump in. In fairness to us. There's very little going on right now. Agreed. It's, I mean, it's really slim pickings. Like we, we come in and we talk about anything. Yeah. There's only so much going on that we can talk about. Exactly. So today, this is where, like our producer, Matthew Coca. Okay. I wonder what time sometimes, like, what does he really do? Mm -hmm. Because I had to take over the producer roles and say, you know what was the most important thing yesterday? Women's World oh, I know. Cup. Bye, bye. So we, yes. I switched around the rundown. There you go. Good for you. Took, took the reins because I had to. Yep. So we're going to lead the show talking about the U.S. Women's World Cup. All right. So yesterday, uh, the women played England. Uh, it was a great game. They came out 2-1. But the drama started before the game, about an hour before, when the U.S. Uh, women's team announced their starting lineup. Yep. And somebody was out of it, one Megan Rapino. Right. And ultimately... I initial reaction, there was about an hour window where nobody knew. And they were like, all right, what is this? The initial kind of assumption that was made was, oh, this is a strategic move by Jill Ellis, the head coach, because England has a defender that's not a good matchup for Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino hasn't been playing that much defense. All right, so you are shaking your head. You're going with the hammy. Dude, Megan Rapino is a boss of all bosses. She okay. was Leading, uh, with Alex Morgan and the young lady from England, the, the, the women's world cup in goal scored. The golden boot. Or the golden boot. Yep. You do not sit her for a strategic matchup. She was injured. That's it. End all be so do you all. Think she's I don't play care. the final. Yeah. I, think I don't she, think she was hurt. I think, so here's my, here's my deeper discussion here. Don't give me that look. Okay. Go. Here's the thing. I think the injury is a perfect excuse to make that strategic change that you want to make so alexi lawless yeah head dude played you know play, head oh i know alexi lawless. Yeah, yeah. yes he's kind of annoying sometimes he has said repeatedly megan rapino has not been playing great this world cup especially defensively okay and to be fair a couple of her goals on penalty kicks i think i could have made like they weren't that tough Mm-mm-mm. so she's gotten she's the beneficiary of a lot of production because she's in a really good spot but his thing was, and when I watched the game, Kristen Press, to me, Kristen Press looked better. She looked incredible. No, she was loose with the list. She might have been better defensively, but she wasn't better offensively. She uh, still had a goal. No, she had a goal good in the yeah. air, like put her head on it. I'm not taking anything away from her. Like right. she's a really good player. Um, 
but she gave away a lot of those balls in the midfield with, with little sloppy passes and stuff like that. And I thought she, like, again, I wasn't watching the defensive side of the ball from her. I don't watch Megan Rapino on D. No, I don't, I don't either. She kind of orchestrates offense Rapino, a lot of services into like the box and stuff that are, you know, she's really crafty on the ball. So I, I thought that in that space, Rapino was better than Kristen Press was yesterday or would have been better even though she scored the ball. And you coming out here saying that you're going to score like goals on the world stage, like in, in, in penalties kick situations. <laughs> I mean, like, this, can we get the penalty like, kick is so easy. What do you mean? So easy? You saw it. one guy get saved. Yeah, yesterday. because that was one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. I could have saved that too. I could just fall over to the one side. Kick with your toe. That? You're a toe kicker. No, I'm not a toe You're definitely a toe kicker. I was kicker. all county field goal kicker for my team. No uh, lie. Okay, I was okay, all right, county right, field goal right, kicker. Right. I could get it done out there. Um, so that's the side. So, so all yeah. state basketball, all state <laughs> football, all baseball. county, okay, and all county yeah. kicker. Yeah, come on. You want to go over I, the resume? My mind does not stack up. <laughs> it was only a small school. Like, right. only had, there weren't that much, the competition got, wasn't that great. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see, does Megan Rapino is she okay to go in the final? Do they like that lineup better? Yeah. I think we'll we'll find out. Like we'll see if she does get to play. Ultimately, though, it did come down. There was a little bit of controversy. I thought the offsides, the goal that was called back after the VAR, mm-hmm. it was close. Like, see, here's the thing, and I I get it benefits us, so I love it. I don't like replay. I don't like VAR because there is an art form sometimes to me to getting an offsides, like to being able to kind of time it perfectly. Right. And again, I don't care. I'm glad it went against them because I wanted us to win. But the girl like did time it perfectly where she was just a hair off sides. Yeah. And to the naked eye, you can't see it because it was close, but then you go and you draw the line and it's right there and you're like, oh, she was off sides. Like I hate that. I if I could choose, I would do away with all replay so in all sports. You wouldn't just even do away. You with wouldn't it. have replay in soccer for for whether a ball crosses the goal nah. line or anything. I'd like be all right with it. Like yeah. if, they, if they can see it, they can see it. If not, like if you really like so I think the best answer would be yes. You would have it on the goal line yeah. where it would go there and you'd be able to tell it was a did, goal or not. But did again, you think like I'm okay with a little nuance and a little bit of human error that could be involved. Well we almost got bit in the butt by it too because right. the run that the, the young lady made into the box like and and she whiffed I mean she clipped someone on her leg. on her backswing, right? Right. Um which I, I think I technically if you slow it down and you look at it in super slow mo she did cause her to trip. So I think technically, by rule, it was the right call. Again, that's a situation where if it's going out there and they're running and you call it or you don't, just live with it. Cause I would so- really like to know, though, from a, from a real soccer, if anybody listens is a real soccer aficionado, because my wife is. And my wife maintains, like, she was player of the year in the Sun Belt for, 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 for college and all of that. Real soccer player, striker. She said that, it, you know, it should have been a PK. Our whole house was watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, if I am running as a defender behind you and you wind up to hit a ball and in your backstroke, you kick my knee as I'm running in my normal lane. Yeah. How's that a foul on me? But my wife maintained it should have been a PK. I think it was too. My wife was saying the same thing. There's contact there. Even if it's incidental, whatever it is, it's right by the rule that was there. So in any case, the, the save was awesome. It was, was the save of that yeah. uh, young girl's career. It was awesome. Uh, but Alex Morgan was really the one who stole the headlines because of one celebration. When she had the go-ahead goal, it was insane. A lot of people thought she might have been smoking a blunt. Clear. I thought right away I knew what she was doing. There was yeah. maybe – I'll take that back. Maybe there was five seconds. And then I just – did a little bit of math, and I'm like, yeah. oh, they're playing England. You saw yes. the pinky up, mm-hmm. and I thought it was an incredible troll job. Like, I, we've talked a lot about celebrations at 13 nothing. If you go out there, and you can do that, and you call your shot before the game, which she did she when did. she was walking on the bus, 
going to the game, headphones on. Gangster. She's carrying a cup of tea, which no one would ever do, and she takes a sip and kind of looks at the camera with a little wink. Yeah. You knew she was going to do that celebration if she scored. Super gangster. Um, and I believe like the first person maybe in history to score a World Cup goal on their birthday. Oh, really? Like, I yeah. didn't know that. So I thought I heard it during the broadcast yesterday. Yeah, probably. Um, so on all levels, like Megan's a boss, that was gangster. That was that was tough. That was that yeah, was insane. That was it was awesome. So they'll go on to play in the finals. Uh by the way, just a little side note, I have been crushing the over every time the US plays. Yeah. I almost took a bet yesterday because the games before this they won two to one. Right. Two to one. Yesterday was two to one. That's three games in a row, two to one. Mm-hmm. There was a side like a prop bet. Of you could take two to one to win the game, and it was like plus seven hundred. And I was like, "There's no way it'll be two to one again." Your money, but I hit, money. The, but I hit the over. All right, the all over right. every game is two and a half goals as well. Okay, so I've been riding that over all day long. Okay. Uh, today's game, Sweden Netherlands. I have Netherlands to advance. Do you? I that's the I, I, to be honest, I, no, I don't know. I just like, I'm Dutch, so it's like kind of in my blood. So I'm like, all right, I'll root for them. I've been rooting for them, yeah. and they've been winning. So I'm like, I'm gonna keep it riding. Yeah. And I think Sweden did get advance on an upset. So <laughs> watch out. What percentage are you Dutch? I don't. So I don't. Our family's never been really into the history, the yeah. lineage. Uh huh. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would say it's probably like an eighth or a sixteenth somewhere back. Like I know. From my mom's side, there's some Norwegian, like Scandinavian. Sure. And I think my dad's side is the Dutch. Like that's why they, they're tall. Yeah. You know, big noses. Like yeah. I think, I think we've got all that covered, but I don't know officially like how, what percentage of. Do you, have you ever done one of those? Yeah. Jobs? I'm way more white than you would think. <laughs> right. I am. <laughs> like my grandfather did it. Like really? God rest his soul. He passed like five years ago. Like he, he did one and. Yeah, there was substantial amount of white there. And really? My dad's side's got some white. So in wh- how does it yeah. work? Does it tell you the countries? Or does it tell you the people's names? Regions. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, some of them have names if right. you can find the. However far back yeah. they can go. Um, and then, like, from your blood type, and I guess, you know, like the DNA in it, they can kind of geographically region where, you know, your people would be from percentage wise. And so, yeah. <laughs> Why is it all right? <laughs> no, I'm just saying more than, more than <laughs> you, would you would think. think. Right, right. That's right. what I'm saying. All right. I'm going to have to do that. Man, that's about my dad's birthday. He's got a big birthday coming up. Maybe I'll do that for him as a lineage thing. Yeah. Well, I don't think he cares that much. Uh, all right. Moving on to the, uh, NFL, uh, because the NFL Players Association, uh, wants to have a new CBA and the NFL before the season starts. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit before about Before this season starts? Yeah, they they don't want it to get to a place where it's last minute, everybody's panicking, do we strike, do we do all that? Although you do seem like I mean, you're under the gun right now, no? If you're trying to get this done, have they, how long has this been being so hammered out? Scheduled negotiations for July 17th through the 19th. Uh this is according to Dan Carziano. They want to do it before the 2019 NFL season kicks off. The other, the CBA, the current agreement doesn't expire until after the 2020 season. So they don't want to go into the 2020 season with this up in there. They'd like to put it to rest. They're going to have this three day meeting. Here's one thing. And I saw this and I was like, uh oh, the players are going to get toasted again. Uh, yesterday you and I had talked about this because of the NBA free agency, what players should look for. They should look for a better split yep. in the revenues. I found out. So the uh, NFL players get 47%. NBA players get 50. Right. Which seems like that would to me would be like equitable. Like, hey, 50 50. 50 50. Owners put up the money. They buy the franchise. They take on a lot of that risk. Players are earning most of the product. Yeah. 50 50. <clears throat> they don't get that now. Now, I think they should be trying to get 50% as well. Absolutely. 3% may not seem like oh, a lot. Oh, but it's huge. But when you're talking about $10 billion in revenue or $15 billion in revenue. Yeah, that's this yeah. year, boy. All right. Miami guys. That yeah, without the beard. Yeah, I know I'm like. So. 
So, but here's what concerns me. They say that that's what they want to, according to Dan Graziano, um, or excuse me, no, according to our own CBS Sports John Breach, for the players, they will, that will likely mean a deal that gives them an increased share of league revenue. That's great. Yes. Exempting marijuana from future drug tests. That's good. Uh-huh. Getting contracts to include more guarantees. That's great. Uh-huh. One thing that I hope they don't get stuck on is the stupid marijuana deal. That, to me, is such a minuscule portion of what the players should even be concerned about. Yeah. I would tell them, hey, you can ban us, test us every week, just give us 50% of the revenues. Or give us 100% guaranteed contracts, you can test us anytime you want. If- like, I would sacrifice that, and yet here's what I think the owners are going to do, because I think they're savvy, and they'll be like, oh... Like the same thing that happened in the last CBA when the players wanted more time off in the offseason. Yeah. The owners were laughing on the way back, like saying, are you, that's, that's what they want. Right. So they gave it to them. I think they won't, I think the owners won't budge very much on the revenues. I think they might budge a little bit on the guaranteed they'll contracts. They'll give them marijuana. And they'll give them marijuana. They'll be like, oh, this will please everybody. It'll make us look more progressive. It'll make us look more open. And then it's a win for us. And the players feel like they got something, even though in the bigger picture, they're really not getting anything. Yeah. It can't be your headliner. No. Like marijuana can't be in your headline. It better not be. Bullet it's point an things that we want, right? You bury that. Yes. So don't even come to me with that BS because that's not moving the needle. Right. All right. Here are the three things that'll move the needle for us. Right. And then we're going to slide in marijuana right. on you, but right. we're not going to have you just cross that off. Not, and I, so I agree with you, but it, again, I, and it all boils down to it. I mean, this isn't a very nuanced discussion when it comes to me. I keep saying it all the time. You have to be willing to stop playing football. All of you. And maybe not all of you, but to your point, the ones that really matter. People ask me, and I don't know if this would have ever happened. We got into the lockout, right? And our lockout started, you know, getting longer and longer, and guys started getting antsy. And, you know, some people started playing with the idea of going to play in, in Europe. And, and you know, their, their point was— It was that contentious? Like, they were really— guys- Yeah, but not the right guys, right. right? So, like, they were saying behind closed doors, like, you know, we start, you know, funneling over to Europe. You know, those owners are going to get nervous. I was like, the only people that are going to really make them nervous— is if KD, LeBron, at the time, Carmelo, um, uh, Chris Paul, if those dudes say, all right, we're going to play in Europe. So now that those European leagues are even bolstered even further, because now they got the biggest stars on the planet, now you shift it, right? So like for the NFL, it would have to be the guys, like right. the Tommy Brady's, the, the Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers, Brees. They, they will have to lead the charge on, nah, we ain't playing no football until you guys make this an equitable thing for us, for the owners to even flinch. You know what I mean? Other than that, they're going to steamroll them. It's what Absolutely. they're going to do. That rule, that league is, you know, for all of the good things about it, it's why the fans love it so much, believe it or not. Yep. It's because the owners control that. And for the most part, like players get in line and they get steamrolled. So it is easier though. I will say this in the NFL's defense, although I do, I do think there's a long way this should go. And I don't think they've done very well in negotiations, which is why they have the weakest players association that's out there. It is hard. It's a lot easier to get the superstars and teams that only have 12 guys, 13 guys on a roster mm-hmm. to get those guys all collectively. When you have 53 oh, sure, and there's 20 players make most of the money and then there's 30 on the back half, they're all making league minimum yeah. and not very much money and they're kind of living paycheck to paycheck. To ask those guys, the back 30 of every roster, to sit out is a big ask. Well, and it takes a lot, but sometimes a little pain in the er- you know in the short term – leads to a lot of gain no, in the long term. I, I agree that it's very difficult. If you've if you've completely um you know forgotten about your middle class and your CBAs don't help that middle class of a player, then you always wind up with this huge divide. So you're stuck in the same place. Yep. At some point, 
you know, the, the have-nots in the NFL, if you will, are going to have to make a sacrifice so future NFL players, you know, have an opportunity to be middle class instead of have-nots. You know what I mean? Like, yep. and again, if you've only got your power hitters lobbying for contracts and your, your have-nots aren't involved in the process, who do you think they're going to protect? Right. They're, they're, they're fine. Yep. They're, they're, they're the 1%. Like every, you have to fight for that middle class, that mid-level exception like the NBA has. You have to fight for those dollars so you don't wind up with the power, you know, imbalance like, like they clearly have. For sure. Uh, my favorite thing about you is that when you Google Raja Bell, one of the first images that comes up, yeah. you know what it is? I think it's the one that's the person who stole your uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. The Raja Bell is you going into a players meeting, right? Isn't it you? In- oh, is that the one? I think it's the union <laughs> yeah. meeting going in there. And Probably. Like business look on yeah, in yeah, New York yeah. City. And you look like you're going into some hardcore right. negotiation. Yeah. I think that's like your, uh, that's like your default photo on the internet. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. When you go on vacation, when do you pack your bags? Um, I usually start throwing a couple little things in the night before. Okay. Right? And then I finish that up in the morning. Bam. Unless you leave, like if you have a 6 a.m. flight. Then I got to get it done the night, the night before. before. And like up until like 1230, I start like after dinner the night before the flight. Yes. Uh Some people. Yeah. Not naming any names. No, I'm not saying names. But some people like to pack a lot earlier than that. Yeah. I've never understood that mindset. Like. It's, I just some stuff I might want to wear. A I'm saying I don't have enough gear to do that. I like to wear the same stuff. <laughs> exactly by this sweatshirt. <laughs> like I, I need it. I can't put it in the bag. Exactly. I I think the the acceptable within 24 hours. I think yeah. is acceptable. I think it's probably a little excessive. Again, if I'm leaving the day of, if it's anything, like I don't want to have to wake up super early just to pack. Right. I would pack the night before. But if I have a noon flight, there's plenty of time in the morning. I can get up, eight, work out put the stuff in the bag and go. It's going to be fresh in my mind. I know I'm not going to forget anything because I'm going to have it all checklisted right there. My wife will start packing. You said it. I didn't say it. She will start packing. I'm going to say it. I I love her. It's fine. (laughs) She will start packing. And it's it's good because there's no like – we got four kids. She's got to pack all of them and herself. True. But she will start laying out bags and putting stuff in bags a week in advance. Bro. Oh, we're there. We're right a there right now. Yes, out. exactly. And then what happens is your kids will be like, where's my shirt for basketball? Or where's my Correct. shirt for golf? Correct. We're like, oh, it's packed already. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, So, yeah, that's the deal we're in right now. I still haven't packed, but I will uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know who's not packing yet? Kawhi Leonard, because he doesn't know where he's going. Well done. That little transition. Yeah. I did that right there. Uh Kawhi Leonard has the entire NBA world on hold right now and i kind of love it like he's like man eh, there's no rush for me this is my decision right. i'm gonna take my time meeting with the lakers clippers in toronto uh, uh right now apparently uh all these teams over the past couple days uh so there has been a little bit of concern if you're a lakers fan because the what if scenario is starting to look a little bit bleak where what if you miss out on Kawhi leonard either he returns to toronto or he goes to the clippers you got jared dudley bro oh yeah so that's that's not a backup that's your, that's your backup option backup. right there plan b yes which they just did uh signed jared dudley to a minimum deal they added troy daniels they signed zach norvell jr um and they have of course lebron day uh lebron uh, anthony davis and kyle kuzma mm-hmm. Are we, again, we, we overreact so much to this, uh, everything. 
Is it an overreaction to say that the Lakers are going to be in trouble? Obviously, they're not going to be as good. I would even contend they might be in a better spot to be able to fill out a deeper roster not at this they point. don't get anything. Not at this point. So there's too many guys signed, yeah. snatched up all, off the street. All of those guys that you would have got, if you're tiering NBA players from, let's go, let's use letters, like A, B, C, D, E's, and F's, yep. right? Um, you, you would have, instead of getting that A in Kawhi, you needed, I don't know, B minuses, C's, you know, a, a, a few of them. Right. Um, to guys like Brooke Lopez, who you roster. mentioned, JJ yeah. Redick. Yeah, guys, uh, JJ may have been, what do you get, 26 for three, like 13 mil. That might have been a little much if you were trying to get multiple guys to fill out your roster. But there were a lot of those $10 million guys around that you could have scooped up. You know what I mean? Nine, yeah, good million, players. Good players. They're all gone for the most part. So it's not crazy to say that if they don't get Kawhi at this point, they're they're in a little bit of trouble in terms of a championship roster. You still have two of the best players on the planet, but then it's a like huge drop off in terms of you know and, and Kyle Kuzma, but he's still relatively young. You don't know what that looks like really on on a championship type of a team, right? Um, they're they're in, they're in a little bit. There's concern. There should be concern there. You know, if you're Lakers because you don't have enough. But I still maintain that if I'm Kawhi and I'm sitting around looking now, where a few weeks ago you could not have sold me on this. The Lakers were a mess. The Clippers were sitting there like, yeah, you know, Toronto was, you know, had just won a championship and there was the afterglow of that. Sitting here now watching the way the league has kind of like played out in free agency around you while you sat still. I said it the other day, the Lakers make sense for me. If I'm Kawhi, I get the max. Yep. I'm going to win more championships. LeBron's getting older, so this will be mine. There were reports that they're, they're acquiescing to some of those, 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 um, like, um, I need my staff in here type of medical staff with me. Yeah. I have the latitude to, to Heck, hire. Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're, gi- the least. they're giving you all of that and you get to be close to home in Southern California. Like, I'm not messing with the Clippers. I'm going to Lakers. Yep. Uh, the, the deal too with Toronto of possibly signing a shorter term deal with Toronto to stay there, maybe a one and one or something like that. I think the reason I wouldn't do that if Kawhi is because of the injury history, because he's right. had this quad injury, because he's concerned obviously about it. If he just wants to bring his medical team there, yeah. I would want, and I know he's made a lot of money. But I would want the long, big bag, like the the big bag that they're going to back up for you that's going to be 150-plus that you can get all guaranteed as opposed to saying, all right, yeah, I can make a lot of money for one or two years. I would I would feel a lot more comfortable getting the more the bigger guaranteed contract where you can secure yourself in a different stratosphere for the rest of your life as opposed to risking it a little bit. Yeah, no, I hear you. I've always, like, especially when, you you know, the way injuries had uh, uh, shaped this year's, you know, playoff, you know, uh, outcome, you'd have to really take that into account if you were Kawhi. Um, I, the thing about Toronto, the more I've, I've thought about their team, because I did say I thought it would be a good place for him to go back to when it first happened. I think to some degree they might have caught light, like lightning in a bottle. Well, Mark, they absolutely Mark. did because they also got lucky with Kevin Durant well, and Clay Thompson. Yeah. That's I mean, a totally different talk. But yes, with that, yeah. 100%. But in, in terms of like the way your team is constructed, Marcus Soul, isn't the Marcus Soul like he played great down the stretch, but he's not going to do that over the course of of eighty two games next year. Right, he's an older player. There was a reason why Memphis got off of him. Like that number is way too high for Marcus Soul to be making at this point. Teams that win championships don't usually have guys making money that they shouldn't be making. You know what I mean? The same with with Serge Ibaka. Like a little older, longer in the tooth, and played great down the stretch. Not gonna do that over 82 games next year. Like you, you typically don't have teams with guys aging like that making way too much money 
winning multiple championships. So I really, you know, after reflecting on it a little bit, might not be the best situation to go back to. You might have just got a great set of circumstances. It Don't played for- out. Don't forget either. They did dominate Milwaukee, but they needed the four bounce crazy game winner against get the Sixers. Philly. Yeah. Uh, or else that looks completely Correct. different. Then we're not even talking about this, uh, the way we are. Uh, Anthony Davis, uh, has spoken out. I guess he's not spoken out, but he's given his comments about playing with LeBron, uh-huh. saying when he was a kid, uh, LeBron and Michael Jordan were the two guys I admired. That's crazy that Anthony Davis Ooh. is that much younger. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch Michael Jordan live, but I watched LeBron a lot after he entered the league and he was the guy that I looked up to. Uh, more from Anthony Davis. Money comes and goes. Here's your favorite line. Money comes and goes. Your legacy is forever. I think how you establish yourself in the NBA and what you do on and off the court is something that people remember forever. Obviously, our money is public and people know what we make, but at the end of the day, no one cares about how much money you make. Uh-oh, we got a third-person reference. Anthony Davis is not going hey. to be a great basketball player because of the amount of money he makes. It's about... Uh, it's going to be about what he achieved on the court and also off the court. That's all part of my legacy, and I think that's way more valuable than any monetary value. <laughs> it's about the money, isn't it? I mean, for a lot of dudes, and I would have been that way too, you want to maximize as much as you can make while you're playing. Can we just stop that? <laughs> I really wish guys would stop that. It don't, is don't, the just, PR. It is the right it, thing to say. say. It's not all about the money. Say that. Right. Don't say it's not about the money. Right. If it do it for free, right? Do it, if it do, wasn't do it, do it for free. Go right. tell them you take the minimum, right. right? They can shape that roster around you. Imagine the roster they could have if imagine, he did imagine that. Imagine what that your what's your legacy look like now, right? And I don't I, I like Anthony Davis, so yeah. I don't mean to be, but I, I just it really makes me cringe when guys say it's it's not about them it's not about the money. You you try to play in the league. Look, I played through the minor leagues. Like I came up riding buses from Yakima to 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 Sioux Falls and 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 you know all, all the way in the Twin Cities and we just were it was a vagabond type of it was about the money like I was playing the game because I loved it but I wanted to play in the NBA because I wanted to make that bag dude I was trying to make a check I wanted to move my parents out of the house that they lived in in Miami Gardens like it was about the money now once you're there and you make enough money it becomes about something else but don't get that twisted it's right. about money it's. But see, here's where I think guys do this, and this is where they, they're really in a can't-win situation. If they're honest about it, they would get shredded. So they kind of have to say it. It's like when you see a quarterback get up and receive an MVP award. What's the first thing he says? I gotta thank my offensive lineman. Like, and you would hope that he does have an appreciation for his offensive lineman, but it's kind of what you have to say in that situation. Where I think Anthony Davis is saying the right things. Because I'm okay with has to. You, I, I, you, yeah. you don't. But, but I think don't, we're giving the but reality. You don't have to say that. You yeah. don't have to say it's not about the money. You could say 19,000 other things and never reference money. True. Right. You I just, don't have to bring it, it up. It's a pet peeve of mine, dude. Like, do it for free. <laughs> yes. I'm, it's, it's an easy fix. Take the minimum. If it really isn't about the money, take the minimum. Yep. You're not worth that. That is why it's a great you're legacy. Not, you're not worth it. Right. Right? So you won't. It is. It, come on, man. Like, they go hand in hand. And no one is judging you, or at least they shouldn't be, No. off of taking the money. You deserve it. Yep. Absolutely, they do. You know who else might get a big payday is Ben Simmons. He deserves the money too. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have offered, uh, Ben Simmons a five-year, $170 million maximum extension. The sides are working out the contract details for an mm. eventual agreement. I and mean, this is a no-brainer, right? You can say all you want about his three-shot shooting uh, capabilities, all that, but he's still an incredible player, all-star level player that you're going to want to build around for the foreseeable future. 100%. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is, he is a, a rare, rare physical specimen and talent. Um, yeah, his game has, has work. Um, 
to be done on it. Uh, but whose doesn't? Even as you, even if when you're in your seventh, eighth year in the league, you're still trying to add skills to to your repertoire. You know what I mean? So, yeah, this is a no brainer. You lock that up now, Ben. In all seriousness, come holla at me, man. Let me help you with that stroke, bro. Right? Like, I no seriously, like it's not a bad stroke. Like he's just got a few mechanical things going on that, you think that cause him. You can see it when you watch him because I think it's all mental. Nah, there's some mechanics because he he he's all over the place with it. Like he ain't shooting it the same way from night to night. Sometimes, like his free throw routine has changed a lot. You got to get him something that's simple. You have to figure out, you know, not Danny. Not everybody shoots it right, perfectly. Right. Some people. Have you ever seen uh, Elena Deladon shoot the ball? Yeah, bro. Elena Deladon is right down the pipe, elbow dead at the rim. The same. However, you would teach it in a textbook. That's yep. how she shoots it. Not many people shoot like that. Clay does. Some other guys have that elbow out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. Some people have the ball here. Ste- Steph and them have it off to the side. Like, there's no right way. So you have to figure out for Ben, just shoot, dude. Don't think about anything. Let me see you shoot it. Watch him shoot it for a while. See what looks natural for him. And then just tweak around the edges of that and get him real confident in it. Stop trying to reinvent his wheel. Like, just figure out what he likes, what looks like it's, it's, it's comfortable for his position in, and then tweak around that. And I think people are in his head trying to completely reinvent his shot and now he he doesn't know where to go like he's got no home base to come back to yeah i it it scares me anytime i hear with a quarterback hey he has a new throwing motion yeah uh golf swing same thing i've always believed the best teachers work with what you've got right there's a natural tendency to do something mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's really bad maybe it's you know if, if you're tim tebow and it's not getting it done then you have to do something drastic just to get your way back in right but for the most part, you can usually tweak a couple things and get it to work. The reason I said I think it's a lot a lot of mental, there was a video of Ben Simmons, and I think it was in the playoffs or late in the regular season, and he was warming up before a game. It was like an hour at the shoot-around. And he took 10 shots just from like the walk-up step into a three, yeah. right? You're coming up top of the key where he's getting baited yeah. all the time. I'm telling you, he missed 10 in a row. And they were like bricks, and they were going up. He did not knock down one. And I was like, eesh. Like this. And then the fact that it's out there – and it becomes a thing on social media yeah. because every player is daring him to do it. I think it's in his head somewhat too, where he's got to he's got to start seeing a few go in, and then he can get everybody off his back. Well, you know, like anybody, when you when you're in a funk, when you're missing, and you don't believe in what you got, yeah, it is in your head, right? I mean, it's physical, but it's in your head, so you've got to clean all of that up. Here's what I say about his shot: a lot like LeBron's shot when I when I when I when I saw LeBron kind of be off. They're so big and strong. Right. Then a lot of it comes from there. Like a lot of it is from your elbow and out, Mm -hmm. you know, a shot, you generate your power from the floor. It comes from your legs. It comes from your large muscles, like your butt and your thighs. And so I believe that he's got to get that lower body engaged and lift that ball more than sling that ball with his, with his smaller muscles. You know what I mean? There's more consistency in that. It'll help you get that ball up and have the arc that you need because You've done that. You've done that little silly thing where they put a rim there. Yeah. And they're like, look how big that looks, right? Yes. And it's like really small. And then you're like, balls in. And like, look at it now. Yeah. Right. So that's what your ball sees when it's coming down. It's corny, but it's real. He's shooting that ball like that. Ah, there's very little margin for error, man. You gotta get, you gotta get a flow to it. Get it up over the rim. Let it go in. Holla at me, Ben Simmons. Let's get this done. Boom. Get it done. For free. For free. Real talk. I'll come rebound and pitch him to him. I'll be that guy. I'll be that assistant. There you go. Just feeds to the rock. All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell on a Wednesday. So the Sixers, we just talked about them extending uh, Ben Simmons with five-year 170 max. Yeah. So uh the other pieces they have, Joel Embiid has four years left. Tobias Harris, they just re-signed, five years 180. And they're bringing in Al Horford, four years 109. So you put those three with Ben Simmons, obviously no more Jimmy Butler. 
Uh, but you have a pretty good core nucleus, which shakes, which shapes up to be a pretty competitive team. I was, before we even saw this run, and I was like, man, I was like, are they a pretty good team to possibly take as a long shot to win the uh, Eastern Conference? Yeah. The Bucks are the favorites right now uh, at six to one. The Sixers at ten to one. The Raptors fourteen to one. The Celtics twenty five to one. Do you agree with the Vegas ranking of those Bucks, Sixers, Raptors, Celtics, or is there somebody we're missing? Well, if Kawhi goes back to right. the Raptors, that I, obviously changes. I, yeah, I might take exception to them being the third uh, favorite team in the East, but like those top three teams are all in their own. Like they're they're all kind of in a in a in a tier by themselves or together, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think Boston is just below that. Um, I think they'll be better, Boston potentially, but I don't know that they have enough to knock off a Sixers or or a Bucks or or Toronto. And so I would put probably the Bucks as my favorite. Yeah, Kemba. Look, Ennis is a nice pickup if you lose Al Horford, but he's not Al Horford. Uh, he not he. I love Ennis. He was one of my rooks. Really good offensive rebounder. Really good scorer. Doesn't really give you anything on the defensive uh, end of the court. Um, I, I just they're going to be good, but they're not going to to be one of the favorites for me to win the East. Um, but those other teams, it could be fluid, right? Like it's a fluid conversation. Uh, I, I tend to think that I would err on the side of Milwaukee, even if Kawhi comes back. I would probably lean towards the Bucks. This year, haven't had that experience. They lost Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. um, which was a huge piece. But I, Wesley Matthews is a very sneaky, underrated signing for them. You got George Hill back and Eric Bledsoe, um, Chris Middleton. I, I, they would be my favorite. Yeah, I I would tend to agree. Although this is the thing I love about the way the NBA is setting up. I think you could make a case for either one of those four teams to make a run. And all this, like, what is Kemba going to look like in Boston? I could easily make your case for Boston. It, you know. No, no, no! Make your case for Boston. I don't make it. Oh, so you don't? You don't think you think I'm crazy if make I make your it? case for Boston? Yeah, well, I, I want to hear it. All right, so I think this is a team with some of those young pieces mm-hmm. that was so close to getting there. I do think Kyrie Irving was a a bad fit mm-hmm. both on the court and off the court. Addition by subtraction. Addition by subtraction. I do think Al Horford. I think sometimes we forget he's getting a little bit older, so they might not be there. But I think Kemba Walker is a un underappreciated, underrated superstar in this league. I think people are going to be shocked with how well he does in Boston. Good. good it's a good pitch. <laughs> um, no, I like it. I like it. I, and I agree with a lot of what you said. I, um, I guess I worry that the rest of those guys were stagnated last year. So if they had continued on their trajectory from two years ago, right? they've got another year of experience that is going to help them come this year. I don't believe they got that type of experience in the playoffs last year. I think they played the games, but they were funky. Right. They weren't themselves. That wasn't. And so I think those guys are all still a year away. The Jason Tatums, the Jalen Browns, you know, I don't know what Gordon Hayward looks like. I imagine he looks better. There's another point for me. Yeah. He's going to be back year two. He will be, and they'll be good, but I just feel like they're a year away potentially some of those other pieces. And Kevin's really never been there. Right. You know, I right. think they're a year away from it. So, uh, all right. There's a couple guys that free agency has been very, very unkind to, uh, whether it's in recent history or years past. I'm talking about Isaiah Thomas and, uh, Boogie Cousins because mm-hmm. these dudes had opportunities to make hundreds of millions of dollars, missed out on it because of different reasons, but still, nonetheless, they're finding themselves in really tough spots. I don't, I've lost a lot of money in the stock market, lost a lot of money, not this type of money. Yeah. And to be able to sleep at night and just 
feel a peace. And I get you're still a millionaire. You still have your millions. But, man, it's cha- it's a lifestyle change. When they're watching all their contemporaries, guys that they were at All-Star Games with, guys they were in circles with in the offseason, guys they share agents with, I, this is a tough one for me to swallow. And I wonder if it's as hard for them as it is, like, just for me thinking about it. Yeah. I, and it's all about perspective. I just I hope they have a good perspective on it. They are in the same category right now. One of them can recoup the majority of that money. Boogie, right? Boogie. Yes. If he comes back this year, wherever he winds up, um, I'm surprised that there's no market for him at all. But wherever he winds up, if he comes back and two years after the Achilles can prove that he's still an all-star, um, he can still be one of the better, most dominant bigs in the game. And uh, like again, I've been one of those guys saying off of an Achilles, you're never the same. He's never been a fast twitch guy. So he won't be as affected as a, as a Kevin Durant or, or a, or Dominique Wilkins or somebody like that. But if he regains form, there's a scenario in which he can recoup a lot of money. He'll get paid um, mm-hmm. if he can prove that value. I don't know. Isaiah will never get it back. Right. That's just, I feel terrible because I like Isaiah Thomas. Um, I like the chip that he wears on his shoulder. I like the way he plays with the me against the world mentality. Um, I lightweight thought he'd be a good option for the Lakers. You know, I thought he'd be one of those dudes. Now, I don't know if he, if LeBron is like anti Isaiah because of what happened in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about a drop in the game and get bucket guy off the bench, you know, I thought he'd be a good fit for a team like that. But I don't see any path to him regaining the type of clout that he had in the league that would get him paid anywhere near what he would have gotten, you know, if he was a free agent after that Boston. Yeah, he could have signed uh, last summer, the year before, uh, 177 with his own team or $131 max deal. Uh, then he had the injury. And you had Boogie, of course, same deal. Could have signed 177 with his own team, 131 other ones. Uh, there's also the Isaiah Thomas. He's two years older than Boogie Cousins. Yep. Have you met him in person? No. Cause I'm like, it's, he's listed as 5'9. I bet he's I mean, probably with 5'7. He's five, a seven. defensive liability. It's just, and it, I think he's got a great story. I loved him when he was tearing it up in Boston. Boston seemed to really love him. And this is one of those ones where you're like, they did the smart thing. They did. And don't get, uh, look, I never, and I, I want to, I like Isaiah Thomas. Right. I never thought he was a max guy. Right. Like what he did in Boston was what, phenomenal. Is he that much different than some of these other Max guys where you're like, I oh, don't know, that guy's not a Max nah, guy. Nah, because he's, there's potential there that Well he's he he's in he's not different because some of them don't deserve it, right? But you're talking about stature wise, like a guy that's gonna go two way for you. So he might not be an offensive max guy, but you pair his ability to defend and rebound and stuff with his offensive and then you overpay him for the max. Like Isaiah just only brings one thing to the table on one certain type of team, right? The one that's going to give him the ball and just let him go, and that I don't think that that warrants the max. Do you think Boogie is still getting hurt by reputation? Because it feels like that is something that always has kind of haunted him. The shadow that follows him around is, hey, you know, we'll quit on his team, complains, you know, gets in trouble with the refs sometimes. We'll quit in second halves. He's had some coaches fired. All of that is certainly not helping. It doesn't help him. I've I've been on record as saying that I believe the dysfunction that was the Sacramento Kings hurt Boogie's image as much as Boogie hurt his own image. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the on-court stuff didn't have anything to do with the Kings, but all of the rest of that dysfunction, like when you're in an unhappy, you know, place – uh, in terms of your, your, your life off the court and in the locker room because of what's going on in the organization. It makes it really hard for you to come out, compartmentalize when you get on the court and be the best version of yourself. Usually you're carrying some of that emotion to work with you, right? Like on the court, right? Whatever came from the locker room. So 
I think that really hurt him. It's not making it any easier for him to sign, but I think more, you know, of the reason for Boogie not getting paid now is he did not look good this year. And I know everybody was happy to see him back, but he was dragging his leg. Any physio would look at that and be like, bro, he's, he's limping. He's dragging his leg. And he also leg. had the follow up injury. They, yeah. He just needs to prove that he's healthy. And I hope that he can do that this year. Cause I, I'm a Boogie fan. I think he's a really, really good player. Yeah. I think, I think he'll be able to recruit something. I don't know if he's going to get all that 177, right. but he'll get a lot more money. Uh, if he just comes back and proves he's healthy, uh, I totally agree on that. Yeah, seven minutes and counting till vacation. Hopefully everybody else is doing the same till they have a, a safe and happy 4th of July. Be yeah. careful with them fireworks. We don't want to see another uh situation where somebody's blowing off their no, fingers no, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Be very careful with that. Are you a fireworks guy? I don't know. I was thinking about this. I was going to make the bold uh hot take that fireworks are overrated. Yeah. I mean, I like them, but my, my kids go nuts when they see them. Like, we were driving home the other night from somewhere, and they were over in the distance. They were like, wow. I'm like, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah. Watching, like, but my own, all right, well, did my own ever... I think they're totally overrated. Correct. Like, I, But I'm a little bit, when I was younger, I'm a little bit of a pyromaniac. But they're just, unless you can go to an illegal state and you get the really, really good ones, yeah. which we can't, Well, then then it's a different story, so maybe. My in-laws used to do it, right? <laughs> they, like, they, dude. They'd bring you this good every stuff. Every year they'd be like, you got to come over. You got to come bring the kids up to Long Island. And we, so one year we go up there and they're in my, like, uh, uh, my mother-in-law's brother's backyard and they built this big trench and they've got, they've got all these illegal fireworks, right? So I'm like, okay, what's about to happen? This doesn't look safe. So (laughs) my kids are running around the backyard and everybody, you know, they're little at the time and all you hear is, and I'm like, what the hell? Like they just start blasting off these fireworks. They're five-year-olds running around the yard. Like, what are we doing? I am anti-firework, dude. There's nothing good can come. From the fireworks. Like, Agreed. I always ask that. Like, when you tell me about swimming with sharks, why? Right. What good can come from it? Right. Like, petting alligators? Uh, you get an what? awesome selfie with a shark, get a little further. No, gram, no, for the gram. no. <laughs> That's like, not I'm worth it. with fireworks. Like, nothing good can the come from The gratification that comes from blowing off all those, it just doesn't seem worth it to the... I'm always terrified because on your local news station, they always have what could go wrong. Correct. And they always have the little dummy that's like a five-year-old and it's yep. waving a flag and then all of a sudden it's incinerated by Correct. him. Like, I don't want that to be my five-year-old. Correct. So I'm going to stay away from him. Again, if you do fireworks your thing, just be careful. Yeah, uh, make sure you have you. a fire extinguisher nearby. Uh, you know what else is a July 4th tradition is the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, mm-hmm. which has really blown up over the last 15 years. I know there was a 30 for 30 that was going on it last night. Joey Chestnut versus Kobayashi, Kobayashi. uh, who has been a you very remember what movie Kobayashi was from. No, you don't remember what movie. Does anybody in the control room know what Wait, Kobayashi? He was actually, not the, the name oh, Kobayashi. Where'd it come from? No one in the control room knows this. None of these young millennials know what he's talking about. And I'd be what movie? See, I'm gonna Google it. Kobayashi was from. Well, now you don't know. Oh, I know. Usual <laughs> Suspects. Remember, he's looking at the no, bottom of that Kobayashi. Was, I thought it was Kaiser Sose. Kaiser Sose was who he was, but when Kaiser Sose was in there, um, like yeah, when he was looking at all the, the Kobayashi was the, on the bottom of the guy. That's right. Bug, and that's who it he was kept like a restaurant. Kobayashi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, call. I wonder if that's what he was in the thing. So Joey Chestnut, who has taken over the title of goat in hot dog eating Mm -hmm. contest world, um, apparently he trains for this. There's a video of him going around where he has like a weighted bag and he's eating stuff, but he's like, he's doing like chin ups kind of, but like with his neck. And he's saying when you get tired, you have to be able to fight through it. You got to be able to expand your, your muscles and your jaw so you can get these down. My biggest issue 
the hot dog eating contest isn't like Peter King said, because Peter King of Sports Illustrated got eviscerated last night because he was like, what about the starving children in the world, which is a massive problem. But Nathan's does donate 100,000 hot dogs to um, the poor, like after the event. Um, is why do they have them eat the buns? Why do they have them eat the buns? Because they dip them in water where they get all nasty anyway. Like, why not just do away with the buns and just have them do that? Or make them do the buns legit, not soaked in water, because that changes the texture of the dog. <laughs> do you why know what I'm saying? try to eat a thousand hot dogs? <laughs> when did this become something that, like, Americans wanted to, like... When it was did like become roughly something, about 15 for, years my ago. pun, but when did the, the consuming of hot dogs become consumable for us as, like, when do we... I gotta sit there and see how many damn hot dogs you can stuff in his mouth. Right? Ridiculous. But it's probably been going on for years, like hundreds of years, oh, where you have people say, I bet I can eat more than I'm you can. Ne- I've never watched a hot dog eating contest, nor will I ever. You won't. So stupid. It, it's kind of disgusting, actually. It's like, disgusting. I'll, I'll yak sometimes. It's some, and they're actually some of the comp- some competitors have And they're not before. athletes. Like you said that going into break. There's no, that's not an athlete. There's same with e-games, dude. They're not athletes. What is kind of crazy. Oh, I totally agree with you on that one. What is kind of crazy is that you would think that in order to eat all these, you'd have to be a massive three or 400-pound dude, which some of them are. Joey Chestnut's not that big. That is interesting to me, how those little dudes can find space to throw down. And Kobayashi's not that big either. Right. He'll, like, cleanse his palate. He'll eat a lot of He said he'll he'll fast for, like, three days leading in. But leading up to it, he'll train and eat some different things to kind of get ready for it. And it's not eating unhealthy. He's, like, eating stuff like uh salads and stuff like that to get ready for it. I don't eat Kind of crazy. I mean, hey, I'm not knocking a dude for finding something he's good at and, like, turning that into – you know, whatever right, they yeah, are. Good for him. Yeah, but I just don't – I never understood, like, the point of sitting there watching grown men try to <laughs> shove hot dogs down their mouth. I don't know either. Uh What we could watch is two young men who are going to make their debut for the NBA in the Summer League. So you got this game, which I think is going to be off the charts. You got Zion on the Pelicans, yeah. and you have R.J. Barrett on the Knicks, 9.30 uh, Friday night Summer League play. I think just yeah. – I yeah. wish I was there. Like, if there there's games – I'd rather be at this game – Probably then pick a regular season game. Oh, this is gonna be, be this is gonna be better than ninety percent of yes. NBA regular season games. Yeah. Have you done a summer league game? Have you ever been out there for it? Oh, I worked summer league one year with the Cavs. You did. Which one? Were you in Vegas or one of the other ones? Vegas. Oh, okay. Vegas. oh yeah. Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one you got to go. Time. We had a good I'm time. a little bummed we're not doing our show from there. From we had a good time. Now it's it's uh it's a lot of games though, brother. Right. Like you're sitting in that gym all the day long. Like starting at three p.m. or do they go at like eleven a.m. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, like 11 a.m. Right. Um, and, but I was already kind of off the reservation. I had told Griff. Oh, that you were done? I will work this summer league. <laughs> and then but I'm bouncing. going home from summer league. So I was hitting like the golf course. I'd miss like the first two games of the day. Then I'd show up and I'd party with them at night. Right. And I'd do it again the next day. So I had a great time in summer league. Can we go, can we go and like have a Griff? Like, can he get us an honorary position? I, dude, uh, we'll, I, we'll go like, out there and scout. We might be able to get some, some passes in what you want to meet Zion. I'd love to meet Zion. I think it'd be cool. I'd want to go do it. Uh, you don't have any shoes on today, do you? I got, I got my. No, 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 no. Oh, you went Nike with those. kill shot volleyball those kill shots are kind of tice right there. But I went with the Adidas Pharrells. Uh, you got the, the. I got to go red, white, and blue. You know, red, white, and blue. Yeah, you can't. Come on, patriotism. No patriotism allowed <laughs> in shoe showdown. The inside, they're kind of tight. Have a good Fourth of July. Enjoy the holidays.